that crowd, they know who it is. They know the name. The next generation indeed. Next gen. That's his nickname. <laughs> What's up, Steelers fans? Welcome to a Victory Monday on a Friday. Uh, the big story from last night's game was Matt Candida calling the game from the sideline instead of up in the press booth as he has, not the press booth, the coach's booth, as he has his entire career. It didn't by any means recreate the offense, but it certainly didn't seem to have the valleys that we've been seeing the last years out of this uh, out of the Steelers' offense. The first touchdown was the, uh, the Najee rushing touchdown on a pin and pull, one of my favorite power rushing concepts. I've done more expansive videos on the topic that I can, that I can put links to here. Uh, but basically, any of your covered offensive linemen, anyone who's covered will block down on their guy to wall off him from pursuing the play if this play's going this way. And I'm covered. If I have someone lined up right over my helmet, I'm going to block down on him, uh, kind of open up and wall him off from being able to pursue this way. And if I'm not covered, if I don't have anyone over my helmet, I'm going to pull around in front to lead the charge. And that's where you saw uh, Isaac Samalu doing on that play. I think James Daniels had the, the key block that ended up sealing it, and that's why you saw Najee, uh, as Matt Canada was on the sideline trying to congratulate Najee, you saw him deflecting credit to uh, James Daniels. Uh, so you love to see that, just such a humble, humble young man in Najee there. And uh, this is a weird aside, but a number of times in the last week or so, I've been struck just by uh, the handsomeness of Najee Harris. Um, the I think it was after last week's game, the press conference that he gave in the locker room where he was kind of hiding behind his hand and being kind of coy with the reporter and the smile. I see this with a staunch record of unblemished heterosexuality. Uh, Najee is just a an, an adorable man. The second touchdown to Deontay, they ran a little mini scissors concept with Robinson crossing over uh, Deontay there and they... Uh, Robinson was able to rub off Johnson's defender and get him open. They ran out of a stacked formation, so the defense didn't know which of those guys was going which way, if they're coming this way, if they're going this way, if they're both, you know, you don't know how those guys are breaking that stack. And if you declare your coverage before they declare their route, you're liable to uh, bang into each other if they're crossing over each other. So what they do is called a, ban a banjo coverage, where they will, the inside defender will jump on the first in-breaking route that he sees, and then the outside defender will do the same thing with the first outbreaking route he sees. So they're not going to declare their coverage until they see which routes you're running. The way those guys got their release uh, and got the defenders to declare on them and then crossed over their routes, that's what created the pick on Johnson's defender that got him open for that easy touchdown there. I think it's important to note that Canada didn't just draw up that play in the dirt with uh, Kenny there. That, that one's been in the playbook for a while. Uh, they had to shelve a lot of that stuff uh, when DJ was out because it really relies on precision route running. Those guys need to be pretty much shoulder to shoulder when they cross over at that mesh point so that the defender doesn't have any, ha have any room to fight either over, under, or through that through that pick. He just has, has no choice but to bounce off it. When, when DJ was out, you couldn't do a lot of that stuff with Pickens because he's not a... As good as he is with his hands, and he has made a couple toe-tap catches, but he's not as great with the precision footwork, and you saw that on uh, what would have been uh, the what would have been his touchdown. He had about a furlong and a half in the end zone there to get two feet down. He was only able to get one hoof in there. <clears throat> the other one came down on the white line. So as good as he is with those hands, he still needs to work on the footwork and the attitude. Again, uh, reared its ugly head. I don't know if we're going to, this is just a thing that we're going to have to put up with him or 
uh, if someone's going to be able to get through to the kid. Uh, again, you saw multiple Steelers on the field trying to talk to him, trying to work him through whatever he was going through. And uh, to no avail, he's a very of-the-moment guy. And when things are going well, that's that's great for him. You see a lot of emotion in the positive. And when things aren't going so well, and they weren't last night, ended up with a negative receiving yard total, um, you know, he lets that, lets that, he wears that too. Another big day for Deontay Johnson. Looks like that hamstring's better and is going to stay that way. That long third down conversion up the right sideline uh, for ended up getting them 30-some yards. Um, Kenny just perfectly dropped that ball in the bucket. Uh, he almost had another one of those earlier up the seam to Calvin Austin, which I thought would have been a more impressive throw uh, over the middle of the field without the protection of the sideline, which is an, an area that Kenny has struggled, especially lately, um, with uh, not seeing the whole field, suffering from uh, falling victim to backside robbers, uh, straight up throwing into double coverage. This time he got a perfect coverage. Uh, the they were in a a, t- a too deep look, so they the middle of the field was open, and uh, there there wasn't a backside robber to worry about, and uh, he he made that throw, almost dropped it right in, but uh, if he if he'd put him probably an inch or two more under that ball, it would have gotten over the defender's fingertips, and Calvin would have caught it, maybe on kept running, who knows? Joy Porter Jr. settling in nicely to his starting role in this team. You like to see that. Uh, still looking like a rookie at times, a little panicky, a little grabby. I saw someone say on Twitter this morning that Porter only allowed one reception last night and he clamped down Hopkins. The things that they hide in those kind of stats are the 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 penalties, like I said, the free first downs that he was given up. Um, like on the um, it's it's the same kind of thing that we talk about with TJ. When people want to talk about Miles Garrett, the pass rush win rate, the double team rate how about the the rate of just holds against him? Virtually every single snap that TJ's on the field, he's going through a tight end chip before he gets to the to the to an offensive lineman to an offensive tackle, uh, if not multiple of those guys. Uh, you saw that against in the Titans game last year, three offensive linemen at once have him triangulated. Two of them are actually holding him. Yeah, I think one of them had him by the. Uh, you know, and then if he gets through all that, he's still got a running back waiting in the backfield and pass protection uh, as a as a as a last resort. And I think the the gross tonnage of resources that teams devote to stopping T.J. Watt is greater than any other defensive player in the league. He doesn't draw as many traditional double teams because he's a speed guy, and it doesn't make sense to you know if one fat guy can't stay in front of him. Uh, you know, what 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 good are two guys going to do? You want somebody who can stay in front of him, he's going to need to move his feet a little bit. Uh, and uh, running backs and tight ends are the perfect way to supplement that. Whereas a guy like Miles Garrett or a guy like Aaron Donald, who just win with power, um, you, what good is a tight end or a running back going to do against a guy like that, especially if you can't even lower your head against these guys anymore? Jeez Louise with these Jalen Warren finds. So those guys you have to devote multiple big blockers to, and that's where you get your traditional double team rates. As good as TJ is, as good as we know he is, and as good as all the analytics that we have at our disposal prove that he is, uh, we still haven't devised an analytic that effectively captures the fear that TJ strikes into opposing offenses. And speaking of TJ, we now know what it's going to take for him to uh, start getting some of those penalty flags, and apparently that's getting his helmet ripped off. TJ's been getting mugged for years now, and they've been letting teams get away with it because if you throw a flag every time it happens, you're going to throw a flag on every single down like we saw last night and just completely ruin the flow of that game and, you know, keep us all up to midnight watching a freaking Thursday night football game. We all have work in the morning. 
Some of us do. I thought the officiating this week was actually pretty good, uh, fair and balanced. Uh, my only gripe is the, the body weight rule. Uh, it's just so subjective. You need to be standing at the exact right angle to be able to judge it properly. A lot of times these guys try to roll off these guys. They, they bounce and then they put their arms down to, to avoid that second impact. Um, but you can't see that stuff unless you're standing at the, like I said, the perfect angle. I definitely don't think the solution is make any penalty flag reviewable by a video review, uh, but it's just so impossible to legislate in real time that I think they should just do away with the whole body weight nonsense. But as angry as I got about the rule, I, at least they did call it both ways. When it when it happened to Kenny, they did give him the benefit of that. It looked awful cheap when TJ did it, and I got mad, and I yelled at my buddy's TV, and he said, calm down, they'll call it when it happens to the Steelers too, and I said, they better. Last thing on the defense, they did just enough. Once again, another timely stop right at the end. I thought these Steelers did a pretty good job containing Derrick Henry and forcing uh, the rookie Levis to beat you, which, by the way, he almost did. Uh, I saw a lot of people saying on Twitter, um, Titans fans saying, you may have won the game, but our quarterback outplayed your quarterback. I don't think they're wrong. I think Levis did look like the better player last night. Who can say how much of that was because Pickett's playing through... Uh, at least one injury right now but you know a couple two three things go a different way on that that last play at the goal line there that ended up with that Quan alexander interception um, you know who's to say even if, let's say cole hokum is still on the field at that point if he doesn't get hurt is he able to make that play he's not as great in coverage as alexander is um so you know it, that thing could have easily gone the other way and uh, it would have been levis with the game-winning touchdown and pick it with just another meaningless go-ahead drive. That's that's not a game-winning drive, by the way. There's a big difference between a go-ahead drive and a game-winning drive. we got to cool it with this, Kenny Pickett has so many game-winning drives. If you leave him five minutes, that's not a game-winning game drive. You don't have to score as the clock expires, but, you know, leave them an amount of time that puts pressure on them. See, I have the play-by-play -play right here. How, what was that? How long was that last drive the Titans had? No, it was less than two minutes. They got the ball with a minute 44 left in the game. And, oh, it was a 12-play drive. That's why it seemed like such a long drive. So they were pretty methodical. Uh, had plenty of time to just march up and up the field and got down to the uh, to the, uh, to the Steelers' 19-yard line. They, they just got into the red zone there when they threw that interception. So not a perfect game by any means. Uh, still plenty of work to do on both sides, but it's more fun to do that work uh, from the position of a victor rather than a loser. Yeah.